Welcome back to the Yellow Box Podcast. This week we're joined by community founder Dave Ferguson as we continue our series, Awesome. All right, I'll tell you what, I just want to start by also wishing all the moms happy Mother's Day. And I'll tell you what, if you're near a mom, there's a mom near you, go ahead and reach over, just give them a hug or a kiss, whatever's appropriate, say thanks mom, there you go, very good, that's a way to start. And I'll tell you what, just kind of to honor um, and acknowledge all our moms, uh, we have uh, community's very own uh, Blake Grigsby, and he did uh, some interviews with college students asking them about moms. What's your mom's name? Sherry. Do you know her middle name? Gwen. Gwen. We had to think about it. My mom's amazing. She's very supportive. She always puts others before herself. She always does the right thing. I'm actually adopted. My mom that raised me is very different than me. She's very into like health and like fitness and stuff. She plays tennis five days a week. She's loud. She does this a lot. I kind of wonder how she does it. She immigrated from Korea. Originally from Jordan. She's from India. She moved here when she was 16. I can talk to her about anything. She's very supportive and helpful. Always got my back no matter what. What is something that you wish you told your mom more often? how much I love her and appreciate her. That I appreciate everything she does. I tell her I love her a lot, but I don't tell her I miss her enough. I want to thank her more. Probably should call her more often and just check in with her. Do you mind calling your mom right now? Right now? Yeah. Right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> should I? You do not have a cell phone. I can give you mine. Sure, give me it. <laughs> hey, Mom. Hello. Hey, Mom. Oh, hey. How are you? Hey, Mom. What's up? Um, we just finished up our tennis match. We're having lunch. I just wanted to call you and let you know that I love you. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to tell you that I love you and I appreciate you. I love you a lot, honey. I'm happy to hear this from you. I'm just talking to some people right now. We're talking about our mothers, saying how much we love them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you later. That's why you just called me. Yep. I am. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go, okay? I hope you got your homework done. I did. Alright, have a wonderful day. Hey, Blake. Hey, Mama. I think Grandpa and Grandma are coming in today. Oh, really? Why are they coming in? They're for my surgery. Well, I just wanted to call uh, to tell you, even though I know uh, you're probably a little anxious about your surgery, but I just want to let you know that I love you, and I don't know what I would do without you, but I definitely don't know what kind of person I'd be without you. So I just want to let you know. I appreciate that. I hope I let you know often, but I don't feel like I do it nearly enough. Now that you don't live at home, now that you've got another girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As you say, I'm just constantly trying to replace you. Nobody can replace your mama. This is true. And uh, I'll give a little special shout out. Blake's mom's right down here, Robin. I tell you, for, for for many of us, Mother's Day, I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's a good day. I mean, if you've been blessed with children, or if you have grandchildren, um, and you like your children, um, and they like you, at least most of the time, um, it's a good day. And uh, for some of you, uh, your mother's still living, and you have a great relationship, so maybe you'll be with her or talk to her or celebrate with her. And so, so for lots of us today, it is, it is a good, 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 great day. 
Uh, but I also want to be, be sensitive because I know also today it can be a hard day. Because uh, for some of us, uh, maybe we don't have children, and it's not because we've chosen not to. Um, you really want kids, and maybe even thought by now, you know, I thought by now I'd have kids. And so that kind of makes Mother's Day a hard day. Or for some of us, too, um, maybe we lost our mothers recently. Or maybe it wasn't recently, but it's just when Mother's Day kind of comes around, it's a reminder, isn't it? Of, instead of celebration, it's also a reminder of loss. Um, and there's probably more than a few of us in this room who don't have the relationship with our mom we thought we'd have or we wish we'd have. And so that makes it tough. Um, but I just want to say, you know what? Thank you for being a part of our family here and joining us anyway, even though it's kind of a hard day for you. And we want you to know you're in our prayers. So uh, thank you for being here. All right. We are in, uh, in week two of our series called Awesome. And this is a series based on Matthew chapter 22. And it gives us what's the greatest commandment of all. And it says, we're going to throw it up on the screen up there. It says, love God with all your heart. Love God with all your soul. Love God with your mind. But also then your neighbor as yourself. And we've been following these instructions throughout this series, and it's kind of all coming together, how to have awesome relationships. How do we have awesome relationships? And just real quick, is there anybody here who's going off the bat going like, oh, awesome relationships, I have no interest in that. I'm, I'm kind of more like mediocre, mediocre would be just fine, average, maybe slightly below average relationships, that works. No, we, we all want awesome relationships, don't we? I mean, because there's probably nothing more important in all of our life than our relationships. And today we're going to talk about maybe some of the most important of all, about how to have an awesome family. And I'll tell you what, when you have an awesome family, when you're in that, that, that spot of, of things are working with your family, nothing brings greater joy. Few things bring greater kind of fulfillment. That's why this topic's so important. But in addition to that, I would even say the way our world works, when families are working and we have awesome families, then the whole world can work right. So I think this is a very, very important topic we're talking about, uh, about today. So whether you're a parent or a brother, sister, um, son, daughter, aunt, uncle, grandma or grandpa, all of us can help families become awesome. Uh, there, there was something Rick Warren. Rick, Rick, Rick's a, a pastor and also a best-selling author out in Southern California. I've gotten to know Rick. And, and he said something that is kind of about families that just stuck with me. And I hope it sticks with you. And, uh, and he uses the word, the phrase awesome. He says this, awesome families are not perfect families, but they are intentional. They become awesome by choice. You're not an awesome family by accident. You become an awesome family by, the choice, by making choices, decisions, commitments, and even sacrifices. In a word, you're intentional. Say that after me, intentional. That's the one I want you to take with you, okay? So today, here's what I want to do. In the time that we have together, I want to talk about four different traits, four different traits that um, any one of us can intentionally develop that I think will contribute to us having this awesome family. And uh, I also have some awesome help here. So I think uh, one of my awesome assistants is going to bring me up my first uh, awesome prop. Thank you very much. Thank you. Very good. Anybody recognize this? What's this right here? Help me out. How many of you played Candyland before? Played Candyland? Oh, my goodness. Everybody's... I guess they're still, so they're still making it. I've played lots of Candyland. Every time you play it, though, it kind of makes you hungry, doesn't it? <laughs> makes you hungry. What does this game say about an awesome family? Here's the first thing, and please get this. Awesome families play together. Awesome families play together. When I was growing up, my, my dad was incredibly busy. And I think probably if you talked to him, he'd probably admit there was a, there was a season where, I mean, it, just, it was like a workaholic. 
And he talked about how one, he would talk about this, how one stretch, and it wasn't because he was traveling, it was all local. He, 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 he worked 30 consecutive nights in a row without a break, throughout the day, into the evening. Now, I don't commend him for that, but here's, it's, it's, on, it's, it's interesting because I don't really remember that as a kid. I remember something else. What I remember as a kid is how intentional he was that every evening at 5 o'clock, he would show up at our house. He would go into the garage. He'd pull out the two baseball gloves, and we'd go in the backyard, and we'd play catch. We'd play catch for about an hour until it was 6 o'clock for dinner, and we all have dinner together. That's what I remember. And here's the thing, too. I, he was intentional about playing because I remember when I was a teenager, at one point in time, we were going into his office, and he'd actually typed out. Okay, remember typewriters? Anybody remember typewriters? <laughs> he had typed out a schedule, kind of an outline of a basic schedule of his day, every hour, and he taped it on the side of his filing cabinet. And it said, here's all the things he wanted to accomplish kind of on a daily basis. Three o'clock, four o'clock, and then at five o'clock, had a little hyphen, and it said, play catch with the boys. Play catch with the boys. He was intentional. Um, in the book of Wisdom, in the Old Testament, Ecclesiastes, it says this. It says, I recommend having fun. Anybody know what book this is from? What, what, what book, the book this comes out of? It's called the Bible. <laughs> How about that? The Bible says fun, all right? I recommend they have fun. That way they will experience some happiness along with the hard work that God gives them under the sun. Hey, moms, dads, hear this. The Bible recommends that if you want to have an awesome family, you need to have fun. And one, one, of the, one, of the things, one of the things I love about my own family is my immediate family, I mean, they are fun. Actually, the truth is they're, they're all more fun than I am. <laughs> um, and uh, every summer we're taking, we take a family vacation. My kids, I got two that are young adults, one that's a teenager, but we still take a family vacation. Last time we took a family vacation was in Door County. We're going to Door County again this summer. Uh, last time we were there, we were all in the pool, and we have the Ferguson Family Olympics, which I just made up on the spot, right? And I totally dominated the Ferguson Family <laughs> Olympics. I cheated, but I still dominated, right? Um, when we're in the car driving, all of our kids know all the Jackson 5 greatest hits. Yeah, well, you know what? My kids weren't even alive then. Why? Because Sue loves the Jackson 5, and she plays it over and over. And, over. and so we all sing all the Jackson 5 songs, right? Anybody play the ABC game in the car? We always play the ABC game in the car, and, it, and it's, it's, a stir, it's a tough competition. Um, there'll be Friday nights or Saturday nights that we'll have, my kids will have their friends over, and we'll, we'll play games, play dominoes, uh, Settlers of Catan. Uh, every, every, every Thanksgiving, we do the turkey trot together. I wouldn't really say we run together, but we do complete the turkey trot, okay? <laughs> um, Friday, Friday, the boys, they, they, how, many do you, how many play League, League of Legends? Anybody? Okay. Okay, there's a few. Oh, is that an embarrassing thing to admit? So I just didn't have said that out loud. Okay, my, my kids got me playing it. It's like a, it's an online like video game. I was like, oh, cool. So here we here, here's the thing. Find ways to intentionally have fun. One of the things when our kids were young, uh, we actually put together a family mission statement. And we had and I love that kind of stuff, okay? And one of our five family values, the last one was to have fun. <laughs> That's one of the things we've had. But let me just say this again. The Bible recommends families play together, have fun. Here's an idea. What if, what if you created a playlist? A playlist where you, everybody in the family gets to pick the top three things that they like to play. And maybe it's Candyland. 
And then you take turns. You pick a particular evening. We're, that's what we're going to do. We're all going to play that thing. Now, we actually did something a little different. We had, we had what we called movie night. We'd have movie night, and every one of the people in our family would get a turn. they get to pick the movie, and then we all had to watch it. And uh, <laughs> the one that jumps out, I remember when Caleb was eight, and he just started kind of playing video games. And so he picked out the movie Donkey Kong and the Crystal Coconuts. How many of you have seen that movie? <laughs> Donkey Kong and the Crystal Coconuts. Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you, it is the world's worst piece of filmmaking. It was so bad. I mean, and it lasted like three hours. It was just torture. <laughs> We were laughing about it again this week. Um, but here's the thing. I want you to get this. We're all busy. And I'm telling you, life is passing you by. Families find time to play. And be intentional about it. You're intentional about going to work. You're intentional about making sure those kids go to school. You're intentional. Here you are at church, and I admire you for it. That's what you need to do. But also be intentional about playing together. All right? Awesome families play together. All right, I need my second prop. My awesome assistant. Here we go. I'll swap this out. How about that? Thank you very much. Any ideas what this is, what this represents? It is watering, but that doesn't really, that watering, that doesn't make much of a metaphor. Help me. Growth. Look at that. Someone's been reading my notes. That's right. Growth. <laughs> awesome families are intentional about growing together spiritually. God gave the nation of Israel some, some terrific insight in how to do this. And he laid it out in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 through 7. Look on, this, look on the screen here. Here's what he says. He says, these commandments that I give you today are to be in your hearts. These things that I put in your hearts. Now, here's what I want you to do with your kids. You impress them on your kids. And how do you do it? You do it when you sit at home. You do it when you walk along the road. You do it when you lie down at night. And you do it when you get up in the morning. Um... It's funny, my, my mom and dad were, were, tried to be very intentional about spiritual growth when we were growing up. So they would all, my, my dad would always have family devotions. In family devotions, he would either have a devotional or get out the Bible and, and would read the Bible and want us to all talk about it as a family. And, I, and, and, and you would think with my dad being a pastor and then having two sons that are pastors, you'd think, oh, that must have been just awesome, right, time. No, it was a total debacle. It was terrible. <laughs> and I think part of the problem was my dad insisted that we do it before dinner. And my mom's like a really good, still a really great cook, kind of a little, kind of a southern style. So imagine this. So the mashed potatoes are out there, the gravy's there, the roll's there, the fried chicken's there. And dad says, hey, we need to have devotions. <laughs> the only thing I'm devoted to is eating at that point. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking about. And, um, and the truth is, probably the greatest time of spiritual growth actually happened after we ate, just talking. Because... He actually kind of did incorporate a lot of this. Because it doesn't say, it says when you grow, to, you grow together when you go together. When you sit at home, when you're walking on the road, when you lie down, when you wake up. And we would talk about it just right around the dinner table afterwards stuff. I know we have a lot of students in the room here. Let me encourage you students. You too can bring up the topic of spiritual things. Bring it up at home. Why you make the decisions you make. And how they influence what's going on at school. And parents, a lot of us, I mean, we just went through a one initiative. We're, we're, we're making sacrifices financially for the mission of Jesus. Sometimes we got it in our head that, oh, we shouldn't talk about money out loud. I would encourage you to talk about that out loud with your kids and help them understand why you made those choices. And so have an open dialogue. Talk about how, the, your, 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 how, how God is influencing your ambitions, your choices, your finances, your decision-making, what you don't do, what you do do. How, basically, take everything that's, like I said, that's impressed in your heart, make the implicit explicit. Make the implicit explicit and talk about it as you go. 
And I think one of the great places you can do this is around the dinner table. Um, parents, I think your kids value that time more than you probably know. Uh, I ran across something. I want you to take a look at this. This is a video from uh, some friends from down under in Australia. And they asked people, if you could have dinner with anybody, who would you have dinner with? Check this out. If you could have dinner with anyone, living or dead, who would you choose? Kylie Minogue. Oh. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. Kim Kardashian. No, no, no. I'd like to have dinner with Justin Bieber. <laughs> what? He's not coming to my house. No, um... <laughs> I'd have Bob Hawke. Dave Hughes. Barry Humphreys. Jimi Hendrix. People who have made a difference in the world, maybe Nelson Mandela at the dinner table. I don't know what he's going to say, I'm scared. If you could have dinner with anyone in the world, oh. who would you choose? Probably our whole family, like a whole extended family. Mum and Dad. <sighs> Mum and Dad. Does it have to be a celebrity? Could it be family? We love it. We talk about how school is. We ask mum and dad how their day was. Family. Yeah, mum and dad. Family! Who would you like to, like to have yeah. a dinner with? They just want to be with us mm. while they're eating food, which is pretty cool. They see us above everything. I'm going to get... Yeah. Yeah. A bit of a message in it for me. Yes. <laughs> I was talking to Sue and uh, my, my wife, and, and, and she does a lot of parenting classes and stuff. She ran across some research. It's fascinating. The families that have dinner together, the kids are less likely to drink less likely to smoke, less likely to do drugs. Families that have dinner together, kids are also less likely um, to suffer from depression, uh, to develop a de- eating disorder, and are actually more likely to have a larger vocabulary, higher self-esteem, and to be more resilient in life. Wouldn't that be something if the, if the key thing was like, we all of a sudden, hey, I'm going to be intentional. It doesn't have to be every night, but you're going like, no, hey, these, these are going to be sacred. We are going to eat together as a family. Because that's how we're going to grow together spiritually. All right. I got another, what's, what's my next awesome prop for my awesome assistant? Here we go. Thank you very much. Let's see what we got here. All right. Let's, third thing. Awesome families. You know what else they do? They play together. They grow together. But they also, they protect each other. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus is teaching his disciples, and he says some really important things that we need to take into consideration. He says this, for, it makes the, for he, talking about God, makes the sun shine on the bad and good people alike, and he gives rain to those who do good and also the do, those who do evil. All right, just, just kind of a reality check here. Good things and bad things happen in everybody's life. And in this broken world, okay, this world is now broken, not exactly the way God meant for it to be, because of our own choices, bad things happen to bad people, and bad things also happen to good people. In every family, all right, in every family member, they're going to go through storms. It might be emotional storms. Maybe right now you're going through a financial storm. It might be a relational storm, or maybe for some of you it's, a, it's, a, it's something to do with physical well-being, that kind of a storm. You will not go through, through life without storms. But you know what families are supposed to be? Families are supposed to be kind of like this umbrella, 
One of the things I like about umbrellas, too, I mean, this is, it's kind of a, a simple, simple image here. <laughs> there we go, simple. Because, <laughs> you know, it doesn't take a lot of wisdom, right, to figure this out, not a lot of, a lot of, a lot of uh, great insight or anything. Anybody can almost do this, right? The only thing it requires with an umbrella is just kind of to hold it up and to pull someone close. You hold it up and you pull someone close to protect them during a storm. I heard just this week a story of a a high school girl. She tried out for the cheerleading team. Her and a bunch of her friends tried out for the cheerleading team, and um, a bunch of her friends made it, and she didn't. And word got back to her that the reason she didn't make it was because she was too big. I mean, who says that? And, I mean, she kept a straight face, but as soon as she got home from school, I mean, she ran to her room, ran up the stairs, literally into her closet, sat there, and just burst into tears. Everybody in the family could hear her crying. But in this family, one by one, they went upstairs and they kind of like just took turns. They went in that closet and they sat down on the floor with her. Nobody offered advice. Nobody downplayed what she was feeling. Nobody said to stop crying or cheer up. They just sat there and cried with her. Just said, no, this is a safe place. Protected her. I remember um, <laughs> Caleb, our youngest, uh, I don't know what was exactly going on, but one of the neighbor kids was picking on Caleb, our youngest. And I don't think Sue and I had, knew about until after the fact, but uh, Josh, his older brother, decided that, you know, he should just take this into his own hands. And out in the front yard, just took the neighbor kid out. <laughs> Not that I am endorsing that, but I do like to tell the story. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, I do think this is true. You know what? If we've got brothers and sisters out there, brothers and sisters, you ought to protect each other. And I know you, you can fight like cats and dogs from time to time. We all do that. But you know what? When push comes to shove, you got each other's back. We protect each other. That's what makes up an awesome family. And sometimes it means protecting mom and dad, too. And Paul says this. He says this in Romans 12. He says this. You rejoice with those who rejoice, and you mourn with those who mourn. And awesome families know that when someone wins, hey, you know what? We all won. It's a family win. And awesome families know that when someone loses, you know, we all lose. And so we mourn. We play together. We grow together. We protect one another. One more thing. Awesome assistant. I'll give you that. Thank you very much. You know what else awesome families do? Awesome families serve. Awesome families don't just care about themselves, but they care about others. And they care about the whole world. Now, if you have a toddler, okay, and I know we got a whole bunch, we had a ton of young families here. If you got a toddler, I've had three of them. Um, you know, they operate under the, under the assumption that they are the center of the universe. Now, it's our job as parents to make sure they don't become adults who think they're the center of the universe. And the family is the best place to not only teach that, that the model that, you know what, life is not all about us. And it's easy. It's easy to get focused on kind of me and mine. But I'll tell you what, if you want to have a mediocre family, you just think about me and mine. If you want to have an awesome family, you start looking out for others. The writer of Hebrews puts it this way. He says, let us think of ways to motivate one another. Let us think of ways to act out love of good works. And it takes some intention again. It takes some forethought. One of the things I love about community is across our 12 different locations now, 
through our partnership with the Compassion International. Do you know this? We, have, we are sponsoring now 650 kids, 650 kids in Haiti. Is that awesome? That is an awesome thing. And I want to introduce you to one of the families, the Ray family. They're from our Yorkville campus. Um, and they sponsor a little girl named Jolene from Haiti. And if you've ever been to Haiti, I mean, it's the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. Dennis, the dad, um, a while back lost kind of his career as a carpenter um, and really had a hard time. It was a difficult, kind of one of those storms for the family. And for a while, they were kind of dreaming about it, and they really wanted to be able to sponsor a kid, but it was always kind of like, I don't know, you know, it's 76 bucks a month. Where are we going to get that? We're barely taking care of our own, so they kept putting it off. Last year, on Compassion Sunday, they decided to kind of to take this step of faith. They said, you know what, we're going to do this. And they decided to sponsor Jolene. And when they did, I mean, they got all in, and they loved it, because you get, you get to send them letters, they send you letters back. Um, in fact, they were so inspired, they actually found some extra money, and they actually bought a, a cow and also a pig for Jolene's family in Haiti, which is a really big deal in Haiti. They had a party for her on her fifth birthday. I think there's, her, there's her, uh, the invitations they made for it. And then last fall, Reagan, their oldest, a 17-year-old Reagan, she uh, went on one of Community's compassion trips and got to go and meet Jolene in Haiti. Uh, they got to play together, sing together. They made matching T-shirts. Just spent the whole, more than a, like a week together. And Reagan will tell you, I can't wait. I cannot wait to go back. And if you ask the Ray family, okay, you've talked to the Ray family, here's what they tell you. We hope that we've been a blessing to Jolene and her family. But I can tell you for sure that what's going on with Jolene has been even a greater blessing to our family, the Ray family. I'm telling you what, awesome families serve together. They're on mission. They know it's not just about them. And they are determined that they're going to leave the world a better place than they left it, than they found it. One of the things that we all have in common here, all right, we're all a part of families. Some of, some of them very traditional. Some of them are very non-traditional, kind of pieced together in, in the craziest sorts of ways. But remember this, it is never too late to become an awesome family. Awesome families. You play together, all right? Be intentional about that. The Bible actually says that, okay? Play together, have some fun. The Bible also encourages you to grow together. And, and yeah, if you can do a family devotion, that's great. But also it's as you go. Throughout the day, make that a part of who you are. Protect one another. I'm telling you, if the storms haven't already come, they're coming. You've got to have each other's back. And you serve one another. And you serve this world. If you're intentional about that, you may not be a perfect family. But I'm telling you, you can't have an awesome family. All right? Let's pray. Father God, I want to say thank you that in your divine wisdom that you didn't just kind of make us individual, distinct units, but you had this idea of packaging us kind of to do life in families. And Lord, I ask that um, help none of us to get so busy with all the other things that are going on that we take that for granted. But there will always prioritize relationships and the relationship of our family. And no matter what's going on right now, Lord, I ask that you do, that you help us through the power of your spirit and the encouragement of your word to really lead and live out awesome families, both for our sake and also for the sake of the world. 
And it's in Jesus' name that we pray.